0: made the world and all that is in it. He even made you. God loves you and wants you to live with him in his beautiful home called heaven. God is perfectly good. He does all things right. The Bible even tells us in him is no darkness at all. Are we perfectly good? No. Each one of us have broken God's law, and that is called sin. Can you think of some ways that people sin? like when you lie, curse, fight, steal. All of those are examples. God says all have sinned. We have all gone our own way instead of God's way. Because of our sin, we are separated from God. We deserve to be separated from God forever in a place of punishment. There is no way to heaven unless God makes a way. God loves the world. He loves every person he's made. And there's all kinds of different people in this world. There's short people and tall people and people who are of different nationalities and from different countries. There's young people and old people and people who have different abilities and skills. Like some people can sing and some people are very good at sports. Some people are very good at reading or at being a leader. But there is no one on earth that God does not love. God loves you so much, He made a way for your sin to be forgiven, so you can be with Him forever. God's book, the Bible, tells us for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The only begotten Son is Jesus. God sent Jesus down from heaven to earth. Jesus is perfect. In him is no darkness at all. That means in him is no sin. Jesus is perfect. But he let wicked men nail him to a wooden cross. There Jesus died for the sin of the entire world. He died for your sin. He took the punishment for all the wrong things you have thought, said, and done. But God's plan did not end there. Jesus was dead for three days, but then God raised him up from the dead. Jesus is alive. He is living again with his father in heaven. And the Bible says, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever means anyone. It means you, me, anyone. If you believe in Jesus, then you will not perish. Perish means to be separated, separated forever from God. But if you believe in Jesus, you will not perish. Instead, you will have everlasting life, and that is life with God forever. God's way to heaven, and to have that everlasting life, is for you to believe in Jesus, to believe he died for your sin and rose again. When you believe in Jesus, then he gives you everlasting life, life with him forever. When you believe in Jesus, he forgives all your sin. He will be with you here on this earth, and someday you will go to be with him forever in heaven. Will you believe in Jesus? Will you trust Jesus today? And will you ask him to give you that everlasting life? If you're ready to make that decision, then you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please give me everlasting life and save me from my sin's punishment. Please change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Believing on Jesus is the most important decision you can ever make, and when you believe on him, then he will give you that everlasting life, life with him forever. (laughs)
1: That's right. X temos. All. 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 All.
0: gone into your house and it seemed that every part of it was dirty and unclean? Maybe your mom told you, you have to clean up this house and you have to clean it up now. And you looked around the house and you were wondering, where do I even start? Everywhere is so messy. That's how King Hezekiah felt when he became King of Judah. The palace was not dirty, but there was so much that was wrong and terrible in the country, that it was hard to know where to begin to put things right. King Hezekiah's father was named King Ahaz. King Ahaz had encouraged the people to worship idols. Idols are false gods. The more the people worshiped the idols, then the more they disobeyed God's command. So there was people lying and cheating, and there was murder. The temple, where God should have been worshipped, was closed. And the temple was also dirty, and it needed to be repaired. King Hezekiah was very sad and not pleased. King Hezekiah's mother had taught him about God's word, and King Hezekiah himself trusted God and belonged to him. King Hezekiah knew that the people of Judah should have been worshipping the Lord God, They should have been obeying God's command, but the people did not do that. God was not getting the worship and praise he deserved. The king was determined that things would change, and he took action immediately. Before long, the idols were smashed to pieces. King Hezekiah knew that God had commanded that there should not be any idols. People were not supposed to worship idols. They were supposed to worship the one true God. Then King Hezekiah ordered the temple to be cleaned up. Anything that had idol worship was to be thrown away. The whole building was to be cleaned and repaired. The people who used to serve God in the temple, the priest, well, they were brought back to the temple. What a great day it was when a huge crowd of people gathered in Jerusalem. And they gathered to worship the Lord God. The sacrifices God instructed his people to make were once again offered. There was singing, there was music, there was celebrating. Did God deserve all that praise? Yes, he did. And God even deserved a lot more than that. God deserves the praise and worship of all people. Look at our world today. Who made the world? Who makes the rain and the sunshine come and go? Who planned to save sinners? It's all God. God sent his only begotten son to be our savior. God raised him from the dead. God should be loved and obeyed all over the world. People everywhere should be singing praise to God. King Hezekiah was very pleased to hear the singing in the temple. He decided to start celebrating the feast of the Passover again. Now, the Feast of the Passover was a very special celebration that the Jews were to celebrate every year. But this feast had not been celebrated in a long time. Letters were sent throughout the kingdom, inviting people to come and celebrate the feast. Some people, they did not want to come. They refused the invitation. But some people did come. And what a celebration it was. In fact, it was so successful that it lasted for 14 days. Usually the feast would last for seven days, but this time so many people came and it was so great that it lasted for two weeks instead of one, 14 days. We read in the Bible, so there was great joy in Jerusalem. Were the people praising the king? No, they were praising God. And King Hezekiah was so happy. That's how it should have been. King Hezekiah really cared about God being honored. And if you love the Lord Jesus as your savior, you should care about that too. Maybe someone at school tells you that the world started with a big bang. You know, that's not true. And do you care that they're not believing that God made the world? You can tell them, I believe God made the world. Maybe you're a Christian, but maybe you're a secret Christian. You don't tell others that you're honest and helpful and kind because God changed you. Don't you want God to have the honor for what he has done in your life? In the Bible, we read, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory. King Hezekiah did not want to be the center of attention. He wanted God to have all the honor. He wanted God to be the center of attention. When King Hezekiah made decisions, his first thought was, what will God get out of it? This helped King Hezekiah to make wise decisions. A long time before King Hezekiah lived, his father had made an agreement with another king who lived in a country where they didn't worship God. But King Hezekiah, he decided to stop that agreement. That agreement made the king and the people of Judah servants of that enemy country. But King Hezekiah, he said, I'm going to stop that agreement. It's wrong for God's people to be under a king that doesn't serve God. When King Hezekiah ended the agreement, the enemy king was furious and he waited for an opportunity to get revenge on King Hezekiah. In the 14th year of Hezekiah being king, The enemy army invaded and captured many of the cities of Judah. For a time, Hezekiah became afraid, so afraid that he lost some of his desire to give God honor and first place. King Hezekiah sent a message to the enemy king. And King Hezekiah said, I have done wrong. Take all your army out of Judah, and I will pay you whatever you want. The enemy king asked for plenty of things. And Hezekiah had to take treasures from the palace to pay him. And even worse than that, King Hezekiah had to take treasure from the temple. He even took off the gold that had been used to cover the temple doors. King Hezekiah did not honor God in this decision. Even though King Hezekiah believed in God, he did not honor God with his decision that time. God wants all his children to bring honor to him. You can be like a mirror. A mirror, what does it do? It reflects light. And you can reflect God in the way you behave and in the way you speak. When you see a mirror, you see yourself, right? If you're looking into the mirror, you would see your reflection, yourself. When you believe in Jesus, then you can begin to reflect God, Kind of like how you think of a mirror. In your actions, you can honor God. Like when you get up to go to church. Or when you honor God by respecting your parents and your teachers. Or when you say, I'm not going to be mean to that person at my school, even though everyone else is mean to them. You honor God when you make decisions like that. And you don't do it to make yourself look good. You do it to honor God and to show that God is someone special. The most important thing in life is to bring honor and glory to God. Hezekiah usually gave honor to God, but this time he was very afraid, and his fear took over him. He tried to give the enemy king all that he asked for, but it failed. Soon the enemy army was heading for Jerusalem. The citizens of Jerusalem knew that these soldiers had taken the Israelites off to Assyria. Now remember that the Israelites were in the country right next to Judah, and the enemy army was from the place called Assyria. So the enemy army from Assyria went to Israel and captured the people and took them off to Assyria. The people in Judah were thinking, Are we going to be captured too? King Hezekiah called his princes together, and they made some important decisions. The walls of Jerusalem were repaired at once, and a second wall was built around the first. The rivers outside the city were blocked so that the approaching army would have no water supply. The king carefully organized his soldiers and set a guard on the walls of Jerusalem. But Hezekiah wasn't trusting his clever ideas or his army. He was trusting in God. He said, With us is the Lord our God, to help us and to fight our battles. The king let his princes know that he trusted God. King Hezekiah knew that God was greater than any enemy king or enemy army. King Hezekiah was honoring God. And they did not have to wait long before enemy soldiers came to Jerusalem. But they did not come to fight, but they came to give a message. And they did it very loudly. And in the message... The enemy king said, Who do you trust in? Do you really trust in God? Do you really think that God will deliver you from my army? The people on the walls of the city of Jerusalem were terrified, but they did not say anything because King Hezekiah told them not to say anything. Now the enemy army had a letter for King Hezekiah, and this letter gave a not-so-good message. It was the same type of bullying message, saying that King Hezekiah's God was weak and helpless. King Hezekiah could see that the enemy was laughing at his God, making fun of God. This was something Hezekiah cared for more than anything else. It wasn't just about Judah or about the enemy country. It was about God's honor. King Hezekiah took the letter and he hurried to the temple, and there he spread out the letter, and then he prayed. And he said, God save us from the enemy, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God. Of course, King Hezekiah wanted God to keep him safe and to protect his army and to help them defeat the enemy. But most of all, King Hezekiah wanted God to be honored. King Hezekiah wanted all the countries to know that God was greater than the enemy king and his army. King Hezekiah prayed that all the countries around would know that God was the only true God. King Hezekiah was encouraged to keep trusting God, and he was encouraged by a message that he received from a prophet named Isaiah. The message said, The enemy king will not enter Jerusalem. God will defend the city and save it. But King Hezekiah was wondering, How could that happen? How could the city be saved from the enemy? The enemy army was so big. They were so powerful. There were so many soldiers. But King Hezekiah, he didn't have to wait long to find out how God would answer. The next morning, they went to view the approaching army from the city walls. They must have been amazed. There was no movement in the enemy camp. In the enemy army, there was 185,000 soldiers. And they were all camping outside of Jerusalem. But as Hezekiah looked at the enemy army over the wall of Jerusalem, he noticed that all of the soldiers were dead. The Bible tells us that during the night, the angel of the Lord came and brought death to the Assyrians. The Assyrians was the name of that enemy army. The Assyrian army was completely destroyed. The enemy king was shocked by the news when he heard that everyone in his army had died. Now the enemy king was weak and powerless. God had looked after his honor. News of the great victory by the Lord God spread to everybody. Soon everyone heard what had happened. And the nations that surrounded Judah, they heard about what happened too. And everyone began to talk about the god of Judah and the God of King Hezekiah. Many of those people even brought gifts to the temple and to King Hezekiah too. If you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to live to honor him. If you would like to read about King Hezekiah from the Bible, you can read about it in Second Chronicles chapter twenty eight, verse twenty four, all the way to Second Chronicles chapter thirty two verse. Verse twenty three. Again that's Second Chronicles chapter twenty eight verse twenty four all the way to Second Chronicles chapter thirty two verse twenty three. That's all for this time. See you next time. Bye